I V M. You are listening to the Signal Daily, brought to you by Front Page Studios. Is recycled plastic even real? We pose this question because a Greenpeace study cited by Money Control claims that only five percent of the plastic waste produced by U.S. households in 2021 was recycled. In fact, Lisa Ramston, Greenpeace USA's senior plastics campaigner, says, and I quote: "If plastics were a country, they would be the fifth largest emitter of greenhouse gases in the world." The 2025 plastics promise has been strongly supported by businesses that produce some of the most well-known drinks and snacks in the world. Including FMCG majors Nestle and Unilever, beverage giants PepsiCo and Coca-Cola, and confectioner Mars, these companies collectively account for a fifth of all plastic packaging produced around the world. But there's a catch: these companies, which are the largest plastic producers, appear almost certain to fall short of the goal of using only reusable, recyclable, or compostable packaging by 2025, according to Bloomberg. Reports suggest that the percentage of plastic packaging that is recyclable, reusable, or compostable increased for the third consecutive year, rising from 63.2% in 2019 to 65.4% in 2021. For instance, PepsiCo reportedly used 2.5 million metric tons of plastic packaging in 2021, and since 2020, the manufacturer of 7up and Cheetos has also accelerated its use of virgin plastics. A Financial Times report said Coca-Cola's consumption of newly produced plastic has gone up 3.5% since 2019, raising questions about its ability to reduce the use of virgin plastic. Ironically, the largest soft drink company in the world is the sponsor of COP27 UN Climate Summit that begins next week in Egypt. Plastic recycling is a challenge. They are made from petroleum, which means they pollute more when burned in garbage incinerators. The Greenpeace report says plastic recycling has actually decreased up to 4.5% since its peak in 2014. Several studies have found that plastic production has soared over time, making the company's bold pledge to switch to recycled plastic highly improbable. The Money Control report says that even though many plastic products are stamped with the well-known chasing arrow symbol, none of them are really recyclable. The question now Is whether recycling plastic will actually solve the problem? For the next few minutes, you are going to know a little more than you read yesterday from the world of technology, business, policy, and anything that leaves you with a food for thought. Hello, I'm Farheen Khan, and here's the deep dive for November third, twenty twenty-two. Pausing the de facto ban on GM crops in India, the Environment Ministry has green-lighted commercialization of the indigenously developed GM mustard that might eventually reduce the country's import bills for edible oils. The DMH11 mustard variety was developed at the Delhi University's Center for Genetic Manipulation of Crop Plants. The letters DMH stand for Dhara Mustard Hybrid. It is a herbicide-tolerant mustard. That is to have about 30% more yield than a traditional mustard variety. As per reports, the current output is somewhere between 1.03 to 1.5 tons per hectare. The Genetic Engineering Appraisal Committee, or the GEAC, which is the country's GM crops regulator, had given the environmental clearance for GM mustard earlier on October 26th. 
Until now, BT cotton was the only transgenic crop allowed to be cultivated in the country to deal with the bollworm attacks, although many reports suggest that the attacks are resurfacing. But anyway, besides BT cotton, the only GM products imported here are canola and soybean oil. So DMH11 is the first genetically modified seed to be approved for cultivation. If you look at it, Technically, the GEAC had given an environmental clearance for the GM mustard five years ago in 2017. Back then, it was vetoed by the government as it faced stiff opposition from environmentalists, agriculturalists and politicians. But can't say that much has changed in people's perception around GM crops. Between the benefits and apprehensions, this development is drawing a mixed set of reactions. The support for GM mustard comes at a time when India which is the leading consumer and importer of edible oils, is looking to be Atmanirbhar in its oil supplies. To that effect, the government is also incentivizing palm oil cultivation, much to the horror of environmental activists. If you look at the figures around India's edible oil consumption, well, let's just say, India's production cannot keep up with the consumption. Currently, about 70% of the country's need for edible oil is fulfilled just through imports. And as per reports, The import bill of vegetable oils has not only increased by 63% in FY2022 as compared to the year before, but India, in fact, shelled out a record sum of $18.99 billion for vegetable oil imports in FY22. But India, in fact, shelled out a record sum of $18.99 billion for vegetable oil imports in FY2022. That's partly also due to an increase in the prices of oil in the international market and, of course, it's been a major point of concern. Moreover, India's sunflower oil supply from Ukraine has also been affected since the war began. So, it is a matter of food security and perhaps India does not need to strategize on alternatives. But in terms of backlash, even farmer bodies are divided. While the All India Kisan Sabha or the AIKS has welcomed the development, the RSS-backed Bharatiya Kisan Sangh is opposed to it. While some scientists are calling it a game-changer, Activists are worried about the honeybees. There are also fears that it could increase the use of herbicides. But the GEAC has said that more studies and trials will be conducted jointly with the Indian Council of Agricultural Research over the next two years. These studies will include GM mustard's impact on bees and other pollinators. If everything goes according to schedule, farmers may be able to cultivate GM mustard in about two years' time. The Signal Daily is produced in association with IVM. The episode was written, researched and produced by Shorbori and Manaswini, edited by Dinesh Narayan, mastered and mixed by Ajay Rajput. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are thesignal.co on Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter.